everybody. Welcome to another Cornercast podcast here on casterscorner.com. I am your host for another podcast. So, uh, we got a lot of podcasts coming up. Jesse and DJ are coming back. Bill's coming back. Um, we recorded with uh, Dan Hu uh, from YouTube, which I'm excited about. Uh, we also uh, recorded with Benjamin David from Above and Batman Beyond. And... Uh, it's just a lot of good conversations over the last weekend and, and coming up in the next weekend. And so, um, it has been, yeah. And, and so the podcast tonight is not with any of those people. So a couple of weeks ago, Hopkins texted me and said, God is, you know, is the world that we exist in meaning collectors and things, um, getting worse. And have, um, has the internet made it even worse? And I mean, I mean, just, just hearing that question and just saying that question out loud. I mean, of course, yes, yes. The inter- internet brings out the worst in us. I think sometimes, um, it gives us anonymity, anonymity and the ability to hide behind things and say very, very horrible and hurtful things, um, we we harass people, we stalk people, we treat people that we would not treat with disrespect, with disrespect. And they're, you know, and we're all guilty of it at some point or another. Um, I do my fair share of, um, I mean, even in this podcast, um, the things that happened to me definitely impacted the way I view message boards. And I go into it a little bit. I go into why I left one of the message boards that I was that I was working for um, a little bit in the podcast, um, and talk about going back and and trying to be part of the community, and then just being totally turned off and disgusted by it. And um, so Hopkins kind of sets up the questions, and I knock them down. Um, he had some audio issues, so <laughs> I would say it's nicely. I had to talk a lot. Um, it wasn't that he didn't have a lot to say. It was just his audio was going in and out. So, um, I was trying to, to make the best of the situation. He was in the middle of a move and didn't have all of his equipment set up, but we had been talking about doing it and talking about doing it. And we finally just did it. So, um, and you can hear Jackson sneezing in the background. Um, so yeah, so Hopkins and I kind of go through that and it's not, it's not a, um, how do I say this? It is not a trashing necessarily. It is not a trashing of one thing or another. It is not saying all things at retail are bad. It is not saying all things on message boards are bad. It is calling out the negativity um, and the dogpiling of negative emotions and how this last year has kind of accelerated that or heightened that feeling of... um, helplessness, uh, or the lack of control in one's life and how that impacts your choices, um, in other aspects of your life. So we kind of, we dive into that and it sounds, I, I think it sounds heavier than it is, but I mean, it's something that we kind of all, it impacts us all in, in one way or another. And I think that that's, that's why. So, you can check out Hopkins. Um, he is working right now, and we talk a little bit about that too. 
Um, he is working right now for Brian over at fanboyfactor.com uh, or the Fanboy Factor if you're looking online. Because um, I always tease him. It is the title of the site. It says the Fanboy Factor, but fanboyfactor.com is is the address. So you can check out Hopkins' uh, toy reviews there um, and commentary there as well. Um, he brought up some really good questions and I kind of just kind of flowed with them. So he kind of, he interviewed me a little bit more than, than, than the conversation that we normally have. So, um, so you can check him out there. You can check us out at casterscorner.com. Of course you can follow us. We are at casters corner. You can check us out on YouTube, uh, youtube.com backslash casters corner. Um, we appreciate all the support, um, their comments, the more engagement we have, the more cool things we get to do and we get to share them with you. As I say, every night, as I sign off on our toy of the day, we do a daily video. It is live. It is not cut. It is not edited. What you see is what you get. Um, yeah. And I guess that's just about it. So, uh, sit back, relax, venture issues, make comments, send us comments, go to our message board or go message boards, go to our social medias and, and share your experiences in the last year or two or five or 10, um, with collecting and how it's changed and for the good or the worse or the better or whatever it is. So, um, without further ado, it is myself. It is Hopkins talking all things collecting. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Uh, I don't know. I didn't hear you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. So when when did you join the Facebook communities um, as a buyer, seller, trader? Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know if there's ever a point where I felt like I joined like a specific community for that purpose, if that makes sense. Like I joined, yeah. a, I, I joined a bunch of like Facebook communities and groups centered around things I collected. Um, mm-hmm. Never really with the express purpose of like buying. It was more conversation and looking for conversation basically. Um, there's been a couple groups that I, um, have bought from, but like it, it was never the, 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 the main intention was either to support the, the store that had started the page. Cause there's one store out in California, ageless geeks that I joined, um, right. to like support JQ cause he was a moderator there. And I liked, you know, just give them numbers. And I bought from Alex. Alex is a great reseller. Um, or set, you know, store, um, but never really join the groups with the express purpose of like, I'm going to go in here and put up a bunch of shit to trade. Like, um, I used to do that on message boards, like mm-hmm. way back in the day with Foosh. Um, they had like a buy, sell or yeah, buy, sell trade post that you can update what you're looking for, what you got to trade and things like that. But that place is so toxic that like, I, you know, like they revealed the toy today and I won't even share out the fact that they shared it because I just, I can't stand the people that run it. There's just so negative that like, I, I can't even bother with it. So. Right. Um, so was this before or after the website? Well, but, okay. Or- wait, wait, wait. Take it back a second. But why, why are you asking that? Like, what's, well, what's- so, I, I, I'll, I'll get to that point. I'm just trying to kind of, 
get a timeline of how long you've been in here. So the, we- the the website started in 2006. I pr- I definitely uh-huh. joined the message boards before that because I started my own site because I didn't want to put up with the Fuchs BS. Right. To be right. honest with you, because like they were demanding things of me because I was getting ahead in like the press pass area. So right. like they wanted my media contact info and I said, well, I want some info too. Like I want to interview this guy or I want to talk to this guy at the show. And they were shutting, they were like, well, that's proprietary information. We can't share that with you. And then they were like, but you have to give us your media contacts. Like it was just shady stuff that I was just like not into. So I left it. Like I stopped doing the buy, sell trade stuff there. Um, Didn't really do much with message boards after that. Um, happy I left because I've heard some horror stories after I left. Um, did right. my own thing. So that started in, so website started in 2006. If I remember correctly, somewhere 2007 or eight, maybe I started doing Facebook stuff, like just having Facebook in general. Okay. Um, and at that point, like there was no idea of like a business page versus a personal page. And like, you know, like if, if I look at my memories, there's a bunch of times where it's like, you shared this album and there were a bunch of people on there that I didn't know, like that I accepted to follow me or were my friends. And they were like shadow box pictures that I was taking of action figures and doing reviews of. Um, so I want to say it's like 2008 ish, 2000, seven 2008 when i was doing that um and so yeah so you know the website's been going for 15 years probably been on facebook you know that instagram i didn't start until 2009 2000 no 2012 2013 was like instagram Mm -hmm. so um now bear with me we're gonna kind of go like in different aspects of it so 2012 was when i community. Um, say that one more time buddy, 2012 was when i joined one of the communities and my buddy of mine one of the tattoo artists i know is the one that got me into him um and i actually had some soda figures that um, i had like put up forgot about or whatever and i found out they were worth some money so you know, I was out looking for other stuff, so I figured, well, I'd get on there, do some buying, selling, trading, see what I could get for them. So that was my first experience with Facebook was in 2012, and then obviously, you know, we're still rolling today. Uh, how many toy groups do you belong to now? I don't. Or, I, I, roughly, roughly. I have no idea. I just, I'm constantly okay. joining stuff. Like, I'm in, like, four or five different... Marvel Legends ones, I'm in, you know, a Thundercat one, I'm in a Silverhawk one, I'm in a Minimate one, like, you know, I'm in a bunch of different ones. Like, I don't even really, you know, for the most part, I don't, I tend not to join groups unless I'm really going down a rabbit hole with something. Um, right. Or I'm looking for, like, there's a few groups that are just kind of like general toys, like Ageless Geek is, is one, um, yeah. Action Figure Junkies is another um, you know, but you know, I find like the smaller ones that are like focused on certain aspects aren't as are much more moderated and controlled. Right. So like there are times where I'll post like I posted 
what did I post? I did a video about how difficult it was to find the new Star Wars Black Series stuff, and I posted it in the Star Wars toy group. I'm the Black Series toy group I'm in on Facebook, and they deleted right. the post. Wow. And I'm like, I get it. You don't want self-promotion, but like everybody's looking for these figures. It, it was definitely on topic and on brand for this. There's no reason other than you don't want people to promote their own stuff, but like, it's definitely a conversation piece. So, I don't know. Yes. Um, so when we let's go back to 2012. Um, now, obviously, how long have you been collecting? Kid. Uh, since 1982. Okay, I got back into it. The Five. So they started can, coming out with Star Wars. Can I ask a question? Like, and I think people sure. that are listening are going to want to know. So, I think one of the issues, like, so uh, your sounds a little bit off. Um, mm-hmm. You got a lot of background noise, and I think it's competing with your voice. So, okay. I think the mic is having a hard time, like, picking you up versus the stuff. So, like, if you drop right. your voice a little bit, it picks up whatever's in the background. Right. Okay. Give me a second. I'm going to move from another room. Maybe it'll be better. You won't hear the sounds as much. All right. Welcome to my bathroom. <laughs> better acoustics. Right here. Yeah, exactly. All right. So 94, 95 is when I started collecting. Um, I, it was actually with my son because he had been born right around that time. And I thought, well, I'll get him into Star Wars while it's available with the power of the Force. So I started collecting them. Uh, and they were hard to find. Like, you had a hard time. I mean, even with all the toy stores, you had a hard time finding certain figures. And you'd go to flea markets, uh, reseller stores, whatever. Yeah. But they might be a little more expensive. Yeah, well, I mean so, that's the general, you know, consensus. The the subject I'm trying to work towards is um, my son's grown up now. He's I call it the Pokemon generation, okay, because that's what he grew up. So he's starting to discover his his nostalgia at his age, which was probably about the same age we started in our twenties. You know, we started picking up stuff that we liked. Yeah. Um, but I'm starting to notice, especially in a lot of the communities, like you said, you just went back and said you posted something about black series and it was removed. Well, it seems like the Facebook groups have become more toxic in a sense. Okay. Um, I think... Okay, so I, I've posted a couple of things recently and that might be some mm-hmm. of the things that you've picked up on. Um. I think I think in general I, I there's no nice way to say this and um Jay Hernandez who's on or just Jay Hernandez who's on Instagram and YouTube he's got you know he does a lot of lives and stuff he did a video and I've talked about this before I referenced it and it was basically he's like it's not that I don't like people it's that I don't like toy people um right and I think there is absolute truth in a lot of the stereotypes that we face um, in media. 
you know, the right. nerds that are critical, the nerds that are kind of like really hyper focused on specific aspects of things. Um, we've seen it with Pokemon cards, right? Have you seen you've seen the video that looked like Black Friday? Um, yes, my son. My son got into them and he was buying Pokemon cards up until Target stopped caring. Yeah, and so you know we're we're in this world where, and I think. I, I would like to think that the baseball card and Pokemon card is a result of the pandemic. You know, it it, it, it's, it's looking for a way. Some, well, yeah, it's, well it, it's looking for distraction, but I think it's also looking for income, right? You lose your job. This is a low stakes in some ways way to make money. Whereas exactly. toy flipping is a little more expensive and it's not consistent the Pokemon no. cards and the baseball cards, from my understanding and from my history with that stuff, it's a little more consistent in your ability to flip in some ways, you know, if you get good stuff. Um, so so getting back to that, I, I agree with that. There are moments, I think, I think you and I have had them. I think Brian and I have had them. I think Bill and I have had them. Um, I think for the most part, the people that collect toys that are very passionate about them in one shape, way, shape, or form, however you say that, because I completely lost the ability to talk at that moment. Um, <laughs> I think, I think that bubbles over into anxiety. DJ too, like it, it bubbles over into anxiety and panic. And I think when you mix the passion that we have, the defensiveness that we've had to have to protect this thing that we love, and then you throw anxiety in there, I think when you mix that nice little cauldron of, of things, it turns some people, nobody I know has gone to this length, but it turns some people into monsters, basically, like I, I think it, it makes it really toxic. I don't think it's inherently a toy thing or a social media thing. I think it's inherently the obsessive compulsive nature of what we do. And I think that falls yeah. into other things too. I, I agree to some extent, but I also think it's the, it's the younger generation that's coming in. I call it the participation trophy generation where they feel Idled to, it's mainly because I mean reselling has been going on for years, even before we started collecting all this stuff. But it seems they are more consistent about wanting to pay retail, not paying the higher end prices. I'm not going to use this term that everybody uses because to me that's not the term. I uh, I thought high priced reselling is the best way to. Yeah, well, you don't want to refer to scalping. It's not scalping. Yep. None of the, none of this stuff is 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 no. what I I think that term has been overused to the point where it's yep. lost its meaning. Um, yep. uh, I don't. No, you know what? I'll I'll I I'm not willing to pay that much for upcharge on things. Like, but you're not complaining about it. Oh yeah, no, I am. Oh, you are okay. I got you. Like I'm, I'm not complaining. Uh, look, I'm not complaining about. The, so, so here's where, where I differ than most of my friends. Mm-hmm. 
I would be pissed if, okay, here's a good example. If someone walked into a Target in January right. while they were doing their reset, walked over to the pallets in, in seasonal, saw a box of Cobra Vipers, right. took the entire box, dumped it into their cart, walked outside, and put it in their cart, bought it. But then walked outside right. and, and didn't take one and left the rest for everybody else. Didn't take two and left the rest for everybody else. They walked in and they had six of them and they bought all six and they walked out with it. What would you call them? Uh, lucky, basically. Okay. Um, I I don't agree with what they're doing. Why? I, no, why? Wait, wait, why? Because I, it's an unspoken thing between the community where or collectors where okay I'll get one of what I want but I'll leave the rest for somebody else but they're an army I've builder it. doesn't matter I've done it after that fact I'm listening and after seeing that people have gotten them then you know what I see one in the store I'm gonna grab it but before then like I could have snagged up a couple beachheads a couple heavy duties when they came out no, instead I got on the community and said, hey, there's a couple left. I kept, I took the one of the beachheads, I left one, and I left the heavy dudes. Or I'm sorry, the Roblox. Um, and that's it. That's all I did. It was it was common courtesy on my part. Okay. Now. You but, said, you, wait, wait, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. So now, so now you're saying it's wrong. Now, what if I told you that person that walked in, took the case, bought all of them, walked out into the parking lot and called all the local collectors and said, who needs one for, for cost, for cost, no upcharge. You pay tax and you pay tax. You, if I pay 2196 for it, you give me 2196. You can even just give me 21. That I agree with. Okay. But so here's the thing. So here's my point. In the collector world right now, there is no difference between the two people. If that guy went into the parking lot and threw them all up on eBay, they are as bad as the guy that called all the local collectors who have been looking for them for weeks and he gave them away at cost. Right. Not, but are these collectors in his community? Yeah. Like around him? Okay. Again, that's a fine line. Because, but but, like but that's said. the thing. Who Who's to say, and this is my point, because guess who did it? Me. Yep. <laughs> I walked in to Target. I found a case. There were only five. Flipped them into the cart, went up to the thing, checked out, bought all five, and then I proceeded to call the people that I knew that were looking for them. By this time, you had already okay. had one because I had one earmarked for you too. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. So here's the thing. These companies, and I'm not talking about Hasbro, I'm really talking about Target and Walmart and Amazon, have created this situation where there's no consistency in our ability to buy these things. Right. Okay? So the only way this worked was I didn't have to be at work at 8 o'clock like all my other friends. Yeah. I had to be at work at 9 so I got up at 7.30 and got to the store when they opened and grabbed my stuff and got home for work by 9 o'clock. 
So there's inconsistencies in how these things are sold and how they're treated. And those inconsistencies that these retailers have created have created the scarcity and the panic that ensues. Okay. And so I, I don't have, and and so this is where I was going to say where I'm different. For me, this is not, this is not necessarily supposed to be easy. Okay. Never has. Never has been, right? I wanted Chitara, right? From Thundercats. Yep. I did not get her until the end of the run of the Thundercats line. Right. Okay. I wanted Wonder Woman. She was the last superpower character I got. Right. Okay. Um, I wanted Mossman from He Man. It felt like it might not have been that long, but it felt like it took a year to find him. Okay. Right. Like it's um <clears throat> sorry. It has always been about the chase. It has always been about putting in the work for this stuff. Yes. And I think what has happened is the internet has made it a little bit easier in some respects. That I think even collectors our age are complaining about paying more than retail. Right. Like, I refuse to pay more than retail 90% of the time for stuff that's at retail currently. Right. Like, I was, I went back and forth about whether I was going to pay $80 for Major Blood when Robot Kingdom had them up. Because yeah. it, it would have been, they were charging 50 bucks and then it would have been 30 to ship. So it would have been 80 to $90 for him. It would have been 60 if I had bought the three-pack with a Viper and a Firefly. Right. And I was willing to pay $160, which would have translated to like $53 a figure. Right. And I'm like, he hasn't even hit retail yet. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. And so um, I, I'm not... I'm not paying the upcharge on most things unless I want it for a specific reason. Right. And I think I'm in a different class than everybody else where it's like, I need it for views. I need it for attention for the website. So yeah, so I'm going to pay a little bit. I'm going to pay a little bit more upfront on some things just so I can have them earlier. But I, I think when it comes down to like being an actual collector, it's 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 a waiting game and i don't think anybody wants to wait anymore and i got an example but i want to let you talk so okay so let's go back to what you said about the vipers and picked up five of them now did you go online and take pictures of them and show it on the communities and say hey i got five vipers i did this i got you know show the whole box everything did you do any of that um when i did my review i held four of them I said, I built my little army, like I got my stuff, and then I gave out to whatever anybody else wanted, you know, okay. whoever wanted the extras. Um, by that point, I had already gotten three of them. So I really only needed one out of that case of five. Okay. Um, but that's something you're explaining now, but when if somebody were to see that post, especially nowadays, you would have got ripped apart. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like the other day, I walked out of I walked out of Target the other day with three 
three hawks from the new Clone Wars wave. I posted that picture right online. I go, look what I found. Right. And I had no problem posting it because you know what? It's nobody's business what I do with my money. Exactly. And if I wanted I to, if I, I wanted to flip them, if I wanted to go home and flip them for 50 bucks a pop to be able to pay for the ones I bought myself, I'm mm-hmm. in my rights to be able to do that. There are things set up. There's Mercari, there is eBay, there is Facebook Marketplace. There are places to be able to do that. And so going back to what I was saying, it has always been about the chase. And I might be disappointed, I might be annoyed, but I never... I don't have a problem with somebody running in and scooping them up before me. No. Because, like, I know that I'm willing to put in the work to get what I want. Right. And if I have to pay more, I can pay more. But, like, you know, there have been moments where I've been places and people have been very upset because somebody filled their cart with whatever. And I'm like, listen, they got here first. They put in the work. It, it they, Look, you know, you don't know what's going on with them. You don't know what they're going to do with them afterwards. You don't know what's going on in their life. And if this is feeding their kids, right? let them do it. But it's also feeding their habits. They're collecting habits. Well, but who's collecting habits? Theirs, yours, mine. But what, I, don't, I don't understand what you mean by that. So what I do is like, I, I get talked down because I'm a box collector. Always have been. You know, I keep everything in boxes. I don't pull it out. Now, what, there's random stuff that I do have out that I took out of the boxes. But for the most part, I keep everything in boxes. I do this because, one, I like collecting boxes. I like the way they look. You know, you've seen the Star Wars boxes. You can set them all up and make a nice little diorama picture. Um. The main thing, though, is is anything that I've bought and kept or sold and traded has been to feed my habit, to keep buying these toys. I was into the Star Wars Blaster, sold all the got it to Mezco's. Now I'm in Mezco's, and then I'm in the G.I. Joe, I'm doing some Star Wars stuff. But if I decide I want to get out of G.I. Joe, I'll sell all those, put it in Mezco, or I'll put it in Star Wars. It's, it's, for me, it's a feeding of my own habit. Okay. That's that's where I see it. For like some of these collectors, they buy to sell to buy more. But again, there's nothing but, wrong with that. No, and there's not. But here's where the big thing that really is hard for everybody. You've got your resellers. Now, you know, back in the day, you used to be the flea market guys, the random toy guy. Now you've got toy stores everywhere, everywhere on the internet. Everybody's a toy seller. Yeah. Everybody's, you know, working with Entertainment Earth and whoever and buying, buying, and selling. So everybody has to be a toy store. So a lot of these guys that are going into Target, Walmart, those places are buying to resell, period. Yeah. Um, so they're getting ahead of the collectors because they know, hey, I can get this stuff, I'll resell it. Even the employees are doing it. Yeah. You know, not every one of them are doing it, but, you know, there's a lot. If they know and they hear, oh, wow, people in here running around asking, 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 they're going, okay, well, I can keep these. 
buy them at my at my twenty percent off, and then resell them for whatever the market. There, there, there's examples. I've heard stories where. Walmart employees have been, I think they called it warehousing things where they, they're keeping them in the back room and they're putting them out of position. So they're not where they're supposed to be. Right. They scan right. the UPC, they get the picture of it. They put it up on eBay. If mm-hmm. it sells for 20 bucks, it's a Marvel legend. It sells for 30 bucks. Right? right. I've heard that they have then gone into their system. They're high enough in the Walmart system that they can go in, mark it as a clearance item, sell it to themselves for a dollar, mark it as a dollar, sell it to themselves for a dollar, and then they just profited $29. Wow. Okay. We DJ went through it with the Vipers um, where a manager from another store was doing some work at, at the store he was at, and mm-hmm. he took the case of Vipers and hid them through his shift. And DJ and the guy, um, I can't mention his name. He's asked not to not to continue the story, but um, right. you know, he he said, you know, he asked multiple people, and and the guy kept coming in and scanning the pegs, and and then they saw him at the end of his shift, eight hours later, leaving with the case, knowing right. yeah. that these two guys were sitting in the aisle waiting for these things, and so right. I, you know. My friend, I've had friends that have worked at retailers and have called me. They do overnight stock and say, hey, be here when we open. I just put out a fresh case and blah, 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 blah. Right. And and I've gotten there. Um, and then there's, re, you know, then there's people that are selling it. You know, they have stores. I know people that have stores. And in their stores, there are things that are store exclusives that they cannot order from the company. And they have them in their stores. So that means right. they bought them off of somebody and they've marked them up to, to cover their margins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of this is within play and all of this is within balance. And I know that it's a controversial thing to say nowadays, but I don't, I don't think there's wrong, anything wrong with 90% of it. I don't think employees should be hiding things from the customers. No, I agree. Like, I, I, I think that that is a wrong thing. And if, if they say, like, if they say, Hey, we're looking for this and you know where it is and you refuse to give it to them. Okay, like that's kind of sh- you know crappy. I think if it's right. you know maybe if it's one and they were buying it on their lunch break, I don't begrudge that. But like, you know these these dum dums, um, in the GI Joe community. I hate to say it, and I know I'm gonna <laughs> alienate some of them, and and I just say it like that because they did something really dumb recently. Major Blood went up on eBay. Remember that one mm-hmm. before yes. it came out. And it got up to $25,000 at yeah, one point, right? $25,000 for one action figure a month before it was supposed to come out. Now, here's the thing. And here's why I'm calling them dum-dums. Because they were bidding it up to make it, to, to stick it to the guy, right? Right. To stick mm-hmm. it to the buyer because they're like, oh, when it closes, we're just not going to pay. We're going to drive up the price and people are going to... And I'm like, no, you guys, do you understand what you're doing? The target employees are going to look at this. They're going to see that it's valuable. And then they're going to buy it from us. Exactly. Like you're making this look like they could buy a new car with one of these figures. And they're not going to understand that it didn't sell because in eBay, it'll look like a sold item if the auction completes, whether or not it's paid for. 
Right. I've seen it happen. I've seen Legos. Somebody bid up some Legos that were Toy Fair exclusives, and they went for $13,000. And the next day, I looked, and the same person was selling the same thing at a lower price because it was a completed auction, but it didn't actually get paid for. So now these guys have created, they're like, oh, we're going to bid it up and we're going to make them, you know, we're going to screw the guy who's trying to sell it. And I'm like, no, you're screwing all of us. Because if you didn't think that the target employees were going to hide these things or make it harder for us to get, then they're certainly now, if they think they can buy a Range Rover or a BMW by selling two major bloods, cash out the door. Right, exactly. So... You know, when it comes to modern retail stuff, I know some of my friends get very upset with people that scoop up a lot. Right. I don't. I, I look at it as, hey, I didn't get up early enough. I'm frustrated. I might be pissed off. But, like, it's part of playing this game. Now, when it comes to, like, vintage toys, like, I decided to get into Silverhawks, right? Nice. Minty Mint Silverhawk, right? He's got no paint chips. Action still works, still pops his arms, right? I know, you know, you know, Copper Kid cost me like a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Quicksilver cost me a hundred bucks. If they were in the package, like two fifty, three hundred, easy. Like I know right. that this is like, but I get it. They are vac metal. If they are out of the package for them to be in this good of condition, they had to be very well taken care of. Otherwise, they'd be all chipped up. Okay, so you right. want mint in package for the most part. But if you don't get one that's mint in package, you better hope the guy took this guy took immaculate care of it. And like he's perfect. Yeah. Like he works. There's no chips, there's no nothing. And so like I know I'm going to have to pay like 100 bucks for this figure. Like I know it. And I'm okay doing it because there's value in it. It's 30 yep. years old. They're not making any more. They're getting harder and harder to find. So like I'm willing to do that. These modern toys for the most part, I'm not willing to pay the markup on them. I'm not even prepared to pay the comic shop, toy shop markup on them. Like, if the comic shops aren't selling them for close to retail, like, look, I get it. You're going to get stuck with stuff. So, you know, you sell Flint and Lady J, you got to sell them for like 30 bucks because you know you're going to get stuck with two Cobra Commanders when you buy that new case. Yeah. Right? I get it. I understand that. I'm willing to pay. Eight bucks over retail, seven bucks, ten bucks, even ten bucks over retail. I'm okay with that. But when you talk about like, um, I've seen some comic shops, some toy shops, mark up stuff that they get normally, like Marvel Select, right? Yeah, it's already thirty five bucks, or you know, twenty nine dollars, or thirty four dollars, or whatever it is, right? It is, it is your store's stock. No, I'm I'm not paying fifty bucks for it. Right. Like I'm just I'm not doing it. Like Newberry Comics is a comic book shop up here in the Northeast, right? They sell the reaction figures, which I want. I like some of them. Instead of like, instead of I don't know, eighteen dollars they're twenty five, and I'm like, come on, I can order right now from Super Seven and get them for eighteen shipped. Like, I'm not paying yeah. you twenty five or Marvel Legends. Their Marvel Legends at their store are 35 bucks. Wow. And I'm like, come, get out of here. Like, come on. I can go to Walmart. Walmart's in the same parking lot. And you guys aren't buying for resellers. You guys aren't buying. No, I know Walmart. I know. I know. I know. That. No, no, no. 
but I'm not like, but they're not the, that Newberry Comics isn't going. It doesn't have the owner going. It's a franchise, so they don't go out and try to get stuff from the community and try to resell it in their store. They're not selling vintage stuff. I agree with you to a point on that, but having a business license and I'm able to buy toys from companies. Yeah, I see the price. If you're not a Hasbro customer oh, of and course. you're not buying Hasbro, you're paying almost retail for that product. Right, and I don't. So I how they mark up some of the stuff, not I, all of it. But I agree with I I agree with you that I get it. I understand the rationale of like marking it up a little bit so your margins are better. I get that. I yeah. don't have a problem with that. I think I have a problem when they take advantage of it. And yes, and they do want something. I agree. And you know, it it's just kind of like, okay, then I'm just not going to shop here. Right. Like I can throw. Sell it to you for less. Right. And it's not. It's and 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 look. There, there's an argument out there right now, and I can't say where I've heard it or who said it, but there's an argument going around out there right now about a question of like, if you're into, I'm trying to think of a really good example that 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 would be appropriate. Um, if you're into He-Man, let's say that, okay, you're willing to pay a premium for He-Man figures because that's what you're into. Okay. Exactly. Um, so the origin line is the current line, right? At the moment. Right. So yeah. you're willing to pay extra for the origin line. You're not going to buy any other He-Man stuff is the argument. But right. but here's the thing. He-Man has revelations coming out. He-Man has origins coming out. He-Man has the world's smallest action figures coming out. He-Man has He-Man minis coming out. He-Man has mega constructs coming out. There is also a line of Dollar Tree He-Man figures. It is stupid to think. Okay, maybe not stupid. It's naive. It's short-sighted to think that if you're a He-Man fan, you're only going to go for the this narrow line of items. Right. You're not going to. You're not going to. And it's also very what what is missing from the equation is that a lot of us that are currently going down these rabbit holes with these lines are eighties kids. Okay? And I know you're older than me, but and and I, I think the timing for you being older is that if I remember correctly, you loved G.I. Joe, but you weren't really into Transformers. Right. Or Thundercats yep. or Silverhawks or like that. Okay. You no, knew, not really. You were aware of them, right? They, they were in the cop pop culture. Yep. But here's yep. the thing. For me, growing up, 82 or 83 was He-Man. 84 yep. was, was Transformers. 85 was Thundercats. 86 was Silverhawks. You know, Voltron was 87-ish, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So, like, every year, these things perpetually grew, right? Right. So, I wasn't a collector of just Ninja Turtles or just Star Wars or just whatever. For me, my childhood was mixing silverhawks with bionic six with thundercats like one day i'd be playing with thundercats one day i'd be playing with my he-mans one day i'd be with my silverhawks or one week i'd be doing this or that 
So the the group of us that are currently collecting and in this world, I think I think a lot of it is this eclectic need to recreate the eighties for us. Yes. Where I want Thundercats and I want Silverhawks and I want Marvel and I want DC and I want I want everything. I want it all. Because my childhood growing up was superpowers and secret wars and bionic six and thundercats and this and like you know i it it was we were overstimulated like it wasn't just gi joe with the kung fu grip and the you know changing fatigues and you know you know um action force and and migo you know what i mean it wasn't just like (coughs) one narrow band (coughs) and then when you grew up you were into sports you were into car like we got to grow up and there's new Star Wars movies. We got to grow up and there's new Power Rangers. And we got to grow up and there's the the childhood didn't get have to end. You know what I mean? Like we got to continue this. And so I personally think my generation is worse at the retail level with employees and each other, to be honest with you, than the millennials. Um, yes, to some extent. Because I, I think I, I, I started the monster, but I think they're carrying on the monster and making it work. I think we're more. I think we're more of an entitled group than than the other ones. To be honest with you, okay. because because not only do they want to maybe collect it because it's cool, maybe they want to collect it because it's something that's now and retro for them, or it's or it's something that they're into. We want it because we had it as kids and we think we deserve to have it again. And that the right. the younger generation doesn't understand. It's that line of like, oh, they don't understand what this really means. Like, no, like I, I don't I don't see 20 somethings or, or younger teenagers fighting about G.I. Joe classified. I see me yeah. and you, <laughs> our right. age group, fighting <laughs> and, and arguing with employees. Sure. Um, yeah. So I, you know, I I think the if we're going to bring this full circle, I think I think the internet has given us more access and more options. Right? More power. More power. Because look, I've been wanting to get into Silverhawks for years. They've right. been cost prohibitive for me for the past 10 years. I've been yep. able to do Thundercats. I've been able to do He-Man. I've been able to do Bionic 6. I've been able to do everything else except Silverhawks. And I've right. been waiting and waiting and waiting and being like, someday, someday, someday. And 10 years it took, but I'm here. I have got three in this box. I got two in the other box. I'm like a quarter of the way there through the collection because it's finite. It's very small. Right. I'm a quarter of the way through. And I've only spent two fifty so far. That's not bad. No, not but bad. but here's the thing: I had the ability to be like, "Listen, this is going to be a pain in the ass. It's going to take a while, and people are going to ask a lot of money." But I don't need it right now. I have my moments of needing things right now, and I go crazy for yeah. them, and I try to track them down. But I don't know. I I guess. I came through the other side in realizing that, like, yes, a lot of this stuff defines me, who I am. Yes. The collecting, the characters, the 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 emotions 
that happened. Like, I'm going to tell you, what did I find the other day? I found something the other day. Oh, I walked out. I got the Disney Plus wave and I talked my way into it. I talked to them. They listened to me. They checked me out. I walked out. They even gave me a bag for free because in Connecticut, you got to pay for bags. And they were like, here you go. Like, you you don't have to carry these out. Just take a bag. You spent enough here. They gave me a bag and I walked out. And I'm going to tell you the high that I rode for the rest of the weekend. Like, it was awesome. It was amazing. Are there equal lows? Yeah, there are equal lows. But like... Mm -hmm. I know that that's part of the game. And I think that people forget that or it's that thing, you know, people that people that are either alcoholics or drug addicts or, you know, have addiction problems Um, at a certain point, you know, a shot of Jack Daniels doesn't, doesn't, doesn't give you a little buzz, you know, it it now takes five shots. Right. And I think, huh? Exactly. Right. And I think that there are moments that I have that where like I've I've got so much stuff on my desk right now. Like I got Plunderlings, I got Silverhawks, I got the Incredible Hulk, I got Shang Chi, I got I got stuff I forgot about that's down here. Like I just like I buried it and I'm like, oh I gotta get to these because they're they're new. <clears throat> and I think we have these moments where it's just like this rush of like everything that's coming, but um I think we still have those highs and I think that the people that are frustrated or the people that are lashing out in some way, shape or form aren't getting those highs anymore. No. I think it's become a job. It's becoming a job. It's them checking off a box. They're not enjoying what they're doing anymore. Like they're doing it out of compulsion. They're not doing it out of passion. And I've watched this happen to some of my friends and it has ruined some friendships almost. And in some cases it has. Um, And I think that, I think you and I are a really good example of it. I think, I think to a different degree where I think we had different goals for what we wanted to do online with toy stuff. I think the way I wanted to approach it, I don't think I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I think it took me however long until we had our blowout. And I don't think we've actually ever talked about it. We had a blowout where I got frustrated with everybody. I got frustrated with you and Bill and Junior and Jay and Brian and everybody. And I was just like, nobody, nobody's putting in the time. It was my, was my point of view. Like nobody was putting in the time. And whether or not that was an accurate representation of everybody that was part of it, um, it, 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 it is all in my own head. But I don't think anybody had the – you couldn't. You couldn't have the same drive as me because it, at the end of the day, it was still my stuff, right? So, like, I was going to take it a lot more personally than anybody else. And I think that's what I came to realize that – it wasn't your thing. It wasn't Bill's thing. It wasn't Junior's. Everybody had their own shit to deal with. And um, I have a personality of wanting to help people. Right. So I was, 
I was helping everybody else at the expense of my own emotions. And I, it cooked over. It blew over. And I was what? shitty to you. And I was shitty to Bill. And I, you know, shitty to, you know, I was, I was crappy to everybody. Like I just was. And now that I found my own voice, I think we're all better friends for it. Um, and, and, you know, we can stuff like this. Right. Um, we're like, I'm not afraid to talk to you. Like I was afraid to see you at Toy Fair two years ago. Like I was genuinely afraid. And, and somebody came up to me. I don't remember who it was. Somebody who I was with was like, is that dude pissed at you? And I'm like, I don't know. We haven't worked things out yet. <laughs> like, cause we hadn't talked yet. We hadn't, I saw you and you guys walked away from me and I just don't think you guys saw me. And I'm like, no. and, and I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on here. I think he's just, pit. I think that, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not worried about that anymore because I think I came out the other side and realized who I am, what I want to do and how I want to do it. And appreciative of everybody that, that stuck with me and did things with me because you all made me better at what I do. Right. Right. Um, I don't think a lot of people have that clarity of self. No. Um, and I think that's where a lot of this angst and a lot of this like lashing out. And I mean, this last year, this pandemic, you know, it's, it's hard. It is. And, and, and everybody's like, Oh, the problems with retail are because of the pandemic. I'm like, no, no, no. The problems with retail is that these companies got greedy a couple years ago and left all these retailers holding the bag and the retailers aren't willing to go out on a limb the way they used to. Exactly. And so <clears throat> even though they have less competition with no toy works and no Toys R Us and, you know, even, you know, Amazon. And like you said, everybody's got an entertainment earth, you know, set up that yeah. they could do if they want to. It, it's still not the brick and mortar where people can go and find stuff or, you know. That's Right. And, or, but you make relationships, right? Like you make friends with these people at these stores that, you know, they help you from time to time when you went exactly. to a Toys R Us or a Toy Works because this is what they do. They're not also selling you hammocks and they're not also selling you grills and they're not also selling you toothpaste. Like target workers don't give a shit about like toys. Like they just, you know. We need, we need as collectors another toy company to come in across the country and make it. But I don't think they ever will. I think we have to let go of that idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree. I think Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth, are are what we got, and I think the yeah. the smaller shops like Mike's Toys and stuff out in California, we got um, this Toy Life and uh, Red Five Toys here in Connecticut and Massachusetts that like cater to guys like us that are that are made right. for us. I think yep. I think that's the balance that we're going to have. We're going to have to deal with Walmart and Target, but we're also going to have Entertainment Earth and Big Bad as our backups. They're not right. as immediate. They're not the immediate gratification that a lot of us want. But like, it took a week to get this plundering to me. Like, nice. it, yeah, it's nice, but like, you know, I'm pissed that yeah, it took. A, <laughs> I didn't want to wait a week, <laughs> you know, um, and watch yeah, it bounce around the FedEx system. Um, oh. Yeah. No, well, that's a whole nother. But like, (laughs) but I don't. You know, I I think the I think negativity that I see on message boards like Foosh Mm -hmm. is is inbred in who they are. Right. Like, 
<clears throat> it just festers and it continues. Like I went in there and one of the conversations was a figure isn't tall enough and it digressed into talking about the development of teenage girls. And I was like, exactly. They're like, well, you know, typically females tend, you know, girls in their teens stop developing at a certain age. So this figure should be this tall because of blah, blah. And I'm like, it's a Marvel legend figure. What kind of disturbing, like, well, and then I get another guy who commented on one of my YouTube videos that was like, this character better be barefoot because blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, stop bringing your foot fetishes and underage (laughs) desires to these conversations. And let's just talk about the toys, not this gross stuff. And I think that that's the problem where these things aren't checked and aren't, you know, moderated. Um, And I think some of that has to occur because, I don't know, like somebody's got to be in charge, like somebody and, you know, it's not always a good place to be. But like, if you don't stop the negativity and and foster the positive communications between these individuals, you get this comic book guy-esque persona. Yes. I agree, and I also think the mob mentality needs to go away as well because it's become where one stands up, twenty others follow behind him. But it's it's hollow. There's no follow right. through. There's no bite to it. There's no like, like I said, I would love <clears throat> if everybody is so sick of either Walmart having an exclusive or Target having an exclusive, right? Right. I would like to organize. All of us to boycott buying it. Right. right. Nobody would. Nobody would. Because everybody wants to have that thing. They want to be the guy yeah. who has that thing. They're not willing to make the sacrifice to get a better product or to get a better experience. Right? They mm-hmm. want the thing and they want it now. So instead of doing something that's going to benefit us all in some way, shape, or form, nobody will do it. No. Now, is that... So if you had one thing to say to every collector, especially the newer ones, the mom mentality ones, what would you say? At the, I, I can't even say it's just a hobby. I can't even say it because it's part of my identity. It's part of who I am. It's probably the thing that I am the best at. These toys, knowing them inside and out, knowing the history of them, knowing how to find them, um, and, and making the community better. Um, I, I think if, if I had one thing to say, I would say, you know, I don't know. You know, the, the William Shatner quote from Saturday Night Live pops in my head, the get a life one. Like <laughs> it, it, it's not that it's, it's, it's readjust your perspective. I would say don't let your passion overtake your work. Your humanity? Your humanity, yeah. But but that's what I mean. Readjust your perspective. Like I I think that that also – I think those two things work together because 
it's it's re uh, uh what did i say readjust no, no, no. Readjust, readjust your perspective because right. if you don't get this toy today your life's not over yeah. if you don't get this toy today it doesn't invalidate all the toys you got before it you, like if you don't get this toy today, that doesn't mean that you're a failure. It doesn't mean people don't like you. It doesn't mean people are against you. It just means you weren't at the right place at the right time. Because ninety percent of this, seventy five percent of this is luck and twenty five skill. Yes. And so, it's not that they're just toys because my personality and, and my life is wrapped way too tightly in this to say, oh, they're just pieces of plastic. It's not that. They are nostalgia. They are joy. They are defeat. Yes. They are they are a little bit of everything. But at the end of the day, I think, I think you have to look at it as the long game. Right. Like maybe you don't get it today, but look – did I ever think I'd pick up a mint copper kid with his bird or a mint quicksilver with, with Tally Hawk or I got mumbo jumbo and his head still pops. Like, like, you know what I mean? Did, and he's, and I got, I got his bird too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, did I think I'd be able to pull this off for two fifty? No, no, but I had to have the patience, you know, when it comes down to, to, to go that, that length so it's the long game guys like it's the long game and honestly like this does not reflect on you as a person if you don't get this toy and here's the other thing make some friends yes you know how many people texted me and go do you need a blood do you need major blood do you have a viper do you need a viper do you are you looking for this did you get this star wars is here do you want me to go get it for you you know how many calls i get like that today we start. We started a group, Connecticut Toy and Comic Collectors. It's growing. We started with three people. Two of them I knew. was One was Junior, one was Bill. And then somebody right. randomly, his name's Ben. Ben joined us. <laughs> didn't know us. Didn't post for like four years. Stayed in the group. And then all of a sudden, something happened and the group started to grow. And I think we're up to like 140 now. And wow. Ben and Bill and I are like a little team that like take care of each other. Like the yeah. star Wars stuff. Ben got some for me. Bill got stuff for me and I got stuff for both of them. And within right. four days we had all four figures. Yes. And so if anything, what I'm doing is in that group, I'm like no markups. You can't, you right. can't, you can't do markups on a new product. I'm sorry. You just can't, you could can sell it for cost plus shipping. That's it. You can't right. like if you paid forty dollars for a major blood and you want to sell it for forty dollars, cool. That's fine. But if you paid twenty one ninety six for it, guess what you gotta sell it for in the group? Twenty one ninety six. No upcharging on it. Um and you gotta be nice to each other. Yes. Like, and if you're not, and if you're posting stupid stuff or you're posting, hey, I found this, but then don't tell us where you found it, like I'm deleting your post. Like you're out. Like don't don't use your kids as a way to try to get a toy for yourself. Don't <laughs> I, you know? Because everybody will call you out. 
oh, my son needs this figure. Okay, well, then you find the figure. You buy it for what you, you pay for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't... Look, I don't, I don't have a problem with people going, you know, if, if you're talking about like just the general groups and things like that and saying, yeah. hey, look, I got, I, I got, yeah. you know, you're selling this for 50. Would you take 40, 40? Would you, I don't mind haggling a price. Like, I don't have no. a problem with that. But don't get pissed right. at the guy when he says no. Yeah, it's his exactly. thing. He got it. He put in the work. He found it. He bought it. He put up his own money. Leave him alone. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the, the excuses and the using people and, you know, to me, that's overkill. You know what? If you want it, they say you want it. Somebody will sell it to you. Yeah. There's always a nice guy out there that will give it to you at cost. And I think, again, this is the best example. Sometimes you got to wait 10 years to get the figures you want. Yep, exactly. So I think that, I think that, I don't know, you got more? No, I think that pretty much sums it up. Because, it, you know, it was just more of a... So, do you feel the communities are better now than they were eight years ago? I think the message boards, I think Action Figure Insider has a really good message board because they've got somebody at the helm that cares about what goes on in the forums. Right. I think Toy Arc also, and that little network with his tank and things like that, they have got a group of moderators and leaders that... I've been at conventions and watched things spin out and they go, yeah, no, no, we're shutting it down. We're shutting off comments. We're doing this or that. I think there are some responsible forum runners nowadays. Yes. I think other ones that I've mentioned earlier just like to watch the chaos and watch and and just don't, don't care about the community the way others do. And I, I, you know, I think, you know, I, I think some of the message boards are toxic, and I think some of the Facebook groups are just equally as toxic. Um, I left the loyal subjects group because they were just horrible people trying to tear somebody down. Yes. And so, yeah, no, like get the hell out of and here. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. It does. And but I but I have to say, don't let one experience in a group sour you for the rest. No, because you've got guys out there that will look out for you, that are willing to work with you, that you know, will give you something at cost, but you just gotta weave through the opposite. But it's not even getting stuff at cost. It's also like either getting stuff at a fair price or getting stuff at a little bit of a markup because like, hey, you put in the gas, you put in the time, maybe you took a day off to go find it. I'm okay rewarding them, you know, paying them for their time. I mean, you wouldn't, you know, ask a barber, right? You go to get your haircut. You wouldn't be like, hey, you know, just take the clippers to my head and I'm going to pay you half. You know, you don't have to scissor it. You don't have to do layers or anything. Just buzz me, you know. And I'm not And I'm not going to tip you. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you were still in that chair. You still took up time from another customer. You pay... Mm -hmm for the service regardless of how you use that service that's not their problem um so you know i i don't have a you know it's i've definitely come off on the other side and and have a better better feeling and rationalization for a lot of the stuff that happens but at the end of the day 
this is something that we're all passionate about. And I think, honestly, it comes down to it sounds very, very cliche, but, you know, treat others like you would like to be treated in some way, shape, or form. Have some someday com- that person you're screwing over is going to find an extra figure and then you're not going to get it. Right. More flies with yep. honey, all that stuff. But at the end of the yep. day, like the toxic BS that goes on in this community is not indicative of the community. Right. And we have to get around that. And I think that that's, yeah. I think that's how I think the pandemic is over. You'll see a lot of that fade away because people will be back to normal. They'll have other things to do. It'll I hope slowly so. start to quit. I, I, I hope so too, because I think like it it makes it unfun sometimes to sit here and read twenty thousand negative comments about a guy who bought two figures. Yeah. Or a, a community attacking that guy because he truth building. Well, so I mean well, well Bill 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 posted a picture the other day in our group and was like, Oh, and by the way, this one's going to Khalil, so don't think I bought extras. And I responded with, like, you don't ever have to say that here. And then I went and posted a picture of having three hawks from the Clone Wars in my cart and left with them. And I was like, I didn't put anything about it. I just said, look what I found. And if anybody wants to come at me, come at me. One went to Bill at cost. One went to Ben at cost. One went to me. And I drove over an hour each way in rush hour traffic to get them. And I didn't ask for gas money. Right, exactly. So, like... You but know, you know they'll do the same for you. They will. But what I'm saying is, I have no problem posting that picture and come at me if you want to come at me, but I I got, I have, I don't have to explain myself to you. No. So. None of us. No. But, well, it was a good talk. It was good. Definitely. We're, we're, over, we're over an hour, so... Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. So, well, we had some technical difficulties. So. No, but this this portion because I hit the stop button and I re-recorded and we're at an hour five oh. now. So, uh, okay. yeah. So cool. so we went for it. So thanks for coming. I mean, thanks for thanks for bringing it up. I think it was a good conversation. Yeah, and then you know, if at any point in time you want to do another one, just hit me up. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!